Welcome to Talking Tourism, the podcast series created specifically for tourism operators. Talking Tourism, the expert series, is the ultimate resource for business owners who want to lift their skills to the next level. If you want to learn how to be a better tourism operator, listen on. Hello and welcome to Talking Tourism. I'm your host today, Amy Hills, and my day job is as the Director of Strategy, Government and Industry with Tourism Tasmania. Talking Tourism is the podcast series especially for tourism operators and tourism professionals. It's an initiative of the Tourism Industry Council Tasmania, the peak industry body for tourism in our beautiful state. And today's episode is supported by the Tasmanian Government. It's part of a series of podcasts being released every fortnight through the COVID-19 emergency to keep Tasmanian tourism operators up to date with the latest news and developments as it relates to our industry. And importantly, the support and assistance being made available by the state and federal governments and other industry authorities. Today's episode is with John Fitzgerald, the CEO of Tourism Tasmania, who has been working across government and with industry, including the TICT, over the past few weeks, as we've all responded to the current emergency. Two weeks ago on this podcast series, I spoke to both John and Luke Martin about some of the initial things being done to respond to the COVID-19 situation. And today, John is back to talk in a little bit more depth about this and also to start a conversation around what Tourism Tasmania can do now in the medium term and in the longer term. Welcome, John. Good to be with you, Amy. Well, it's been a couple of weeks since we last spoke uh, with yourself and Luke, and certainly a significant amount has happened since then. Maybe for the benefit of our listeners, could we start perhaps with a bit of a a summary of just um, what has happened over the last couple of weeks? Well, I think the most important thing we've seen, Amy, is that governments at all levels have really responded to the crisis for our industry. I think the Tassie government and the federal government in particular have uh, put forward significant stimulus packages to really try and protect industry and, and workers so that we will have an industry to come out the other side of this. I think if you look at the JobKeeper um proposal that the federal government will legislate this week, that's been an enormous boon to industry. And I know many people have commented to me about how that's really been a life-saving effort from, from the federal government. And the state government too have responded with, you know, waiving of levies and making an increasing loan availability to the industry. Banks have looked at loan deferrals and councils are even looking at how they can support. So, there's been an awful lot going on and it's updating all the time. As, as you've said, even in a week, uh, things have changed quite dramatically. And I think we are seeing, you know, really unprecedented levels of support from all areas of government. And um, I know Mark Bowles from the Department of State Growth will also be speaking on a podcast, in a separate podcast, about some of these initiatives. So that'll be worth uh, our industry listening and, and taking taking that in. And of course, that We'll refer you back to the websites, including our own website, which has got all the business assistance, so tourismtasmania.com.au. And certainly, John, I guess from a a United Industry perspective, we've continued on with that continual and regular updates through Tourism Talk? Yeah, we have, Amy, and um, they've been pretty much daily. We're We're going to drop them back to sort of two or three times a week now, depending on what's happening. But I think industry can be assured that we're sharing information in real time as things change. Uh, We're having daily 
telephone hookups with the Tourism Industry Council of Tasmania and the four regional tourism organisations. Uh, again, we'll probably drop them back to every couple of days, but we're trying to stay on top of things. Of course, one of the things that we've been working hard on in the last week is actually supporting our government and our industry to get people off the island and back to their home states. And that's been a big task in itself. So um, things are changing all the time and we'll continue to communicate with people in real time as to some of those changes. Perhaps if we just, before we move on, stay on, on that issue for a little bit, because that has been something that's taken a lot of our attention around ensuring that those visitors can can get home safely in line with the, the government advice. Um, last week we issued, and you issued, um, a message, I guess, to to operators and, and visitors around. I guess it, it's been quite a challenging uh, situation, hasn't it? It has for all, and um, obviously our visitors have had their stays cut short, which is less than ideal, but we certainly understand the government's measures to make sure that we can get people safely off the island, and that's been logistically very difficult, and trying to get particularly our drive customers back onto the spirits of Tasmania um, has been difficult, and we've seen, obviously, um, some frustrations, both you know, probably at the community level and with some of those visitors, it sort of bubbled up a bit. And um, we've seen some sort of not great behaviour, but we do know Tasmanians are a very welcoming bunch. So our message to those customers is, listen, we're sorry to have to send you home early, but uh, when the time's right, we've certainly sent a message to all of those people that they'll be very welcome back in Tasmania. Mm. And just if we do move into the the access piece, and this is another area of Tourism Tasmania's work and, and working across government that perhaps some may not be aware of, and that is working with the airlines during this time. And I was wondering whether you can give us a bit of an update on, on what we've been doing there and what has been done across government to continue to maintain our relationships with the airlines and ensure that those essential travellers are still able to to travel to our state. Yes, Amy. I mean, they're obviously our air travel creates both vital passenger and freight links. Uh, for example, we've been working to make sure that we get those vital links continuing into King Island and Flinders Island in the north of the state, and then servicing our our main ports on the on the main island of Tasmania. So, at this stage, we're managing to protect protect services into Hobart, Launceston, and Devonport. As you can imagine, those there's not a lot of people flying into the state now. It really is down to those essential travellers. And, uh, you know, we've been working, I know the hours that Hans van Pelt has been putting in and our team to maintain those vital links. And um, we're continuing to work on that so that we can get those essential workers, health workers, people who keep the machines of Tassie uh, going for us that need to come on and off the island from time to time. So... It's a daily proposition. Uh, we can't expect the airlines to fly empty aircraft in and out of Tasmania, uh, but we're working with them to get that sort of bare bones service um, and obviously keep those relationships because we need to be in good shape with our relationships with the carriers so when the time is right, we can get the capacity back into Tasmania and get the economy moving again as, as we need to in the spring. Mm. And so that, what about Tourism Tasmania? I mean, obviously, uh, there may be some questions out 
there around uh, what has happened to our program now um, when Tasmanians are being asked to, to stay at home to, to keep um, our community safe and uh, certainly travel is not being advised into Tasmania. Uh, what has it meant for, for our work program at the moment? Well, right now, it's trying to just keep Tasmania in the hearts and minds of, of customers, particularly uh, on the mainland of Australia. Um, you know, people have said to us that they're looking to see content around Tasmania. Um, as you know, we've shared some moments of calm from Tasmania on our social media channels in the last week or 10 days, which have got enormous coverage. I think um, one of Nelson Falls alone on the West Coast um, saw, you know, 310,000 people um, come across that content and 110,000 of those either liked, shared or commented. And the comments we're getting is, please, Tassie, keep sharing that, you know, that beautiful, calm content from Tasmania, both with visitors that have been here and, of course, they're sharing them with people who've never been to Tasmania. So we're working our social channels on just sharing those moments of calm and nature in particular because people aren't getting out into nature, so they're thriving that. Um, so that's one element we're doing. And, of course, we're looking at a broader, I know it's jargonistic, but the industry people will understand this in terms of a content strategy. How can we share stories about Tasmania through multiple channels, whether it be in magazines they're reading, in digital content they're reading, in videos they're sharing, etc. So... Our team are working on a, a program that will keep that going for the weeks and potentially months ahead. And the other big piece we're working on uh, in the shorter term is an interstate campaign. So we're designing that as we speak. We're not sure when we'll be able to launch that. Obviously, we'll be guided by medical advice as to when Tasmanians can start to move around the state again. But we want to be prepared for that time because obviously it's Tasmanians travelling in Tasmania, that will be the first part of the visitor economy to be re-stimulated. So we're doing that work now so that we can get moving on that as and when it becomes safe to do so. Mm. And if we just delve into that um, content piece again, um, because certainly we know that um, those moments of calm are, are really resonating, uh, um, not only in Tassie and nationally, but across the globe. Um, and it's certainly uh, got you had a chat with the Today Show yesterday because they were very interested in in understanding why this is resonating well. Yeah. What, what that, does this type? Was... Yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say, what does this type of strategy do for us as a destination when people are able to to travel again? Well, I think it um, Tasmania's brand is, I think, so relevant to the times that we're in now, and and certainly the way that the market will probably be reshaped after we come out of this crisis. So I think um, it's very timely for us to still be maintaining that connection with our clients. There's a range of content. It's not just the social content we're doing, but um, we've got Ben Milbourne, one of our great chefs, who's on the Masters of MasterChef series at the moment with his award-winning Tasmania series that's out there sharing content on the getaway program in recent days, we've had more Tasmanian content. So it's trying to plug the right stories about what we stand for as a brand, whether that be nature, great food and wine and distilling, um, et cetera. It's trying to continue to engage our audiences in those different channels and in different ways, not in a traditional ad campaign way, but in providing them stories about Tasmania. Because what we do know 
is brands that manage the connection with their customers during these times will be those that will be more successful coming out the other side. John, this might be a difficult question, um, probably one uh, that you're unable to answer, but it's worth fleshing out a little bit. Do we know what the market will look like after all of this, what they'll be wanting um, international versus versus national, or is it very much still a, a, a day-by-day proposition? I think um, we're, we're all starting to grapple with that, Amy. I think... Um Uh, we're into this kind of acceptance phase now and part of that is now looking to what the future might look like. In fact, I'm joining a webinar this afternoon which is talking about what customers may need coming out of this. But I think what people will need is a reconnection to nature, a feeling of space. I think they'll want to understand even more people's connection to community, which Tasmania has in abundance. I think they'll want to understand even more where their food comes from, those sorts of things. So it'll be almost that kind of slow tourism movement that will emerge out of this greater connection with our loved ones, greater connection with nature, greater connection with community will be the things that will come out of this and a feeling of having perhaps more time and space. So I think they're some of the fundamental things that will drive and perhaps reshape the way people think about their travel. And when you think of all those things, you know, Tasmania, I think, is incredibly well placed in that kind of evolving mindset. So, you know, I'm really confident about our future, um, whenever that might be, that our brand, our destination will be more relevant to what people will be seeking at the end of this crisis. Mm. And what about those elements that we'd been starting to, to flesh out? Um, touring, self-drive, um, our unordinary adventures of, of fly fishing and mountain biking. Do you, do you foresee that they will still be relevant um, after uh, we get through the current challenges? Well, more relevant than ever. I think um, obviously our Come Down For Air brand platform, I think we'll be building out the meaning of that um, in the next phase. And I think, again, it's it's... It's a great brand for our time. You spoke about the touring program. I think um, that'll be one of the first things to come back. I think um, it's almost this notion of, you know, families will get back in the car and want to tour around. So Tassie, you know, is the best touring destination. It's certainly my ambition to make it so in the next few years. You know, we talk about Tassie offers more experience per kilometre than anywhere else on earth. That's what we can position Tasmania as in the touring market. And people are going to want to bundle up their loved ones and get in the car. That'll be a sense of protection for them as well. Um, And, of course, our passion points. I mean, people are going to come out the other side of this, uh, you know, more invigorated than ever to pursue their passions, golf, fly fishing, walking, mountain biking, all those things that Tassie is famous for, I think, will become more relevant and people will be itching to get out and and drive those passion points again. So that's what we're working on in the medium term, making sure we're ready for that whenever it's safe to do so. And as I said, I think our programs are going to be really relevant to our audiences when that time comes. Mm. And and for the operators who are listening today and over the coming days, weeks and months, um, you know, they're looking at their own businesses and um, some going in into hibernation um, over this time. We're going to look at sort of what 
helpful um, tips and advice we can provide to, uh, aren't we, around how to stay in connection with the customers um, from your business and, and brand management going forward? Exactly, Amy. I mean, that's what we can do. Um, you know, everyone's going to have a little bit more headspace at the moment. So we can put our expertise to providing that practical advice, working with the regional tourism organisations and the industry council to sort of shape an agenda for industry that helps people prepare for recovery. And of course, the the JobKeeper uh, initiative will also help people to keep their staff on board. And even though their businesses mightn't be operating, how do we put that cohort to work so that we are preparing for that future? So I think um, we're putting our minds to how can we support industry with advice and tips and hints and staying connected to what's actually happening in the market so that they can be prepared, they can work on their businesses at the moment to support that recovery out the other side. So um, we're happy to provide, put our shoulder to the wheel a bit at the moment and um, and in the weeks and months ahead, share some of the things that we know and understand about what's happening to prepare people for that recovery phase. Mm. And we'll certainly be um, after Easter coming out with some opportunities to join some webinars with some of those um I guess, skilled um, marketing and and social media uh, professionals as well. Yeah, I think this week we've got um, uh, three of the four RTOs are doing uh, a session with with their industry, which we'll be part of. And as you've said, we'll probably start to do our own webinar series after Easter to start to start to share some of that thinking and also some of the progress with the plans that we're making. So industry should stay connected uh, through Tourism Talk because that's where we will be sharing what the program of activity looks like in the weeks ahead. And we're determined to stay connected to our industry and support them as much as we can through this phase. Mm. And look, just finally, I'll be chatting with a, a couple of operators on another podcast as part of this series, Daniel Lee Song and, and Kim Seagram, about uh, their own personal experiences and how they've had to look at their business and, and rapidly change and, and innovate. I guess, do you have any uh, comments um, and impressions of, of what we are actually seeing within our industry at the moment in terms of just putting um, every energy into into changing where they can and, and still keeping connected with their customers through different different ways to what they've perhaps never done before? It's amazing what people are doing, isn't it? And it just shows you what a resilient and in, in you know intuitive bunch Tasmanians are. I mean, people are obviously operating in, uh, in the takeaway environment if they're in the hospitality sector. Um, people are sharing their goods online, whether it be ordering produce, etc. Um, the gin makers have started to make hand sanitizers, etc. It's just extraordinary the way people do adapt in difficult circumstances. And I think we're seeing um, a lot of things going on in Tassie. And we're looking forward to sharing some of that. One of the things we're going to be doing is working closely with Brand Tasmania to start to share the stories of some of that innovation. I know Brand are working on trying to create a platform where where the operators can utilise that to get their goods and services to market. So um, they're great Tasmanian stories. And for us, they're great tourism stories because it is about, you know, that resilience and that can-do attitude that Tasmanians have. And those stories, I think, at the moment uh, resonate as much as any other destination story. So um, it's so good to see our industry adapting, um, 
doing what they can now to either get their products or services in one form or another into the market and then preparing for the recovery phase. So all power to them. They're doing a great job. Mm. And certainly um, as part of this podcast series, you'll um, be able to listen to two particular operators. But as John said, there's there's so many more. So John, look, we'll leave it there for today, but we're certainly committed to, to being part of the ongoing series and, and keeping people updated as, as part of um, this podcast series. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to leave us with before you go? I guess it's just that everyone needs to stay home and stay safe, Amy. That's the principal message from government and the Premier is saying that every day because that's what's going to get us back into the visitor economy as quickly as we can. So we hope our industry stays safe. We're here to help where we can to prepare them for that recovery phase. We're here to add what we can in the market to keep Tasmania in front of our customers at this time because we know people are really inundated with what's not a lot of great news at the moment. So if we can pepper some of that and get people to stop scrolling and take some Tasmanian moments, then I think um, uh, we'll be in good stead for for when the time comes. Um, But in the meantime, just stay safe, industry, and... um, Let's work together to see how how we can get prepared for that recovery phase, which hopefully won't be too far away. And just before I um, we leave you, can you remind our listeners if they want to see those Tasmanian moments of calm on uh, social media and Instagram, where they can go to grab those in terms of the social media handles? Yeah, people can get onto our Facebook site, which is Discover Tasmania. And then on Instagram and Twitter, we're at Tasmania. So everyone should jump on and not only see the content we're sharing, but start sharing their own content. It is a great way to stay connected. You know, we've got hundreds of thousands of people follow us in the social media space. And now we've got a great team who are driving the content through those channels. So I'd encourage industry to get on board and start sharing. Thank you, John. Uh, Stay safe yourself and thank you everyone else for listening. Great to be with you, Amy. You've been listening to Talking Tourism, brought to you by Tourism Industry Council Tasmania. For show notes, other materials and episodes, head to tict.com.au. Be sure to come back every fortnight for a new instalment of Talking Tourism. Talking Tourism.